Welcome to the 68th episode of It Wasn't Me, a true crime podcast where we chat about murder. I am Cindy. And I'm Mercedes. Thanks for listening to last week's episode when we discussed the long cold case of Miriam Rice. Forewarning, our show is often horrifying and graphic. We will use offensive language, so if you have kids, put them away for a while and join us for a murder. Also, we are passionate and always have been about true crime, but I must warn you, we might make jokes and we will definitely laugh during this podcast. Yes, we will. So do you want to learn more about us? Visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com to find links to our social media pages. We drop a new episode every Friday morning. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss out. Also, thank you so much for listening. And if you are even slightly entertained by our Southern charm, please leave us a five-star rating along with a comment. And if you think we suck, please reach out to us and let us know what you think we can do to improve. Also, spread the word and recommend our podcast to your friends and family. And if you hate us, recommend us to your enemies. <laughs> How's it going, Cindy? It's going well. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm craving chocolate right now. Some Ooh. Lily's dark chocolate. <gasps> I love those. Just, they are. I think I sent my husband on an errand for one, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So while I was researching this murder, okay, I came across, across this website called uh, house, it's housecreep.com house creek creep oh creep c-r-e-e-p Ooh. Yes. okay what is that well you can look up houses in your actually there's like a directory you can look at the houses in your city you can um, add houses and it's like notable houses or like things that you know like murders or other stuff so i looked up our little sleepy area oh yeah uh-huh. okay so in your community, there's like 12 houses on there. Oh, no. No, not, I don't even think there's 12. There was like six because in my community, there was 12. But oh. where, where um, I guess the main... Are these like home invasion and uh, like anything domestic can be violence? Added. Yeah, like things that can be added. Like if there's a murder, a murder in the house, a death in the house, anything. Oh. But so... We live, I guess you'd say like in little suburbs of the main city area where we live. So I looked up your little suburb, my little suburb, and then I looked up the main area, which had 35 houses. Okay. But I didn't go into the other little towns around, but every, what do you think if they were, they could, what do you think the number one reason could be for, 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 for them to be on there? For them to be on there. I would have to say maybe involvement in a murder. Okay. All of them are for the same thing. All right. DEA seizures on drug houses. Ooh. All of them. Well, I mean, that's not a whole lot if you're talking no, about that over murders or anything. No, you, we know that the dying houses and there are murder here all the time. So every house on this creep, um, this creep website, house creep website. In our area. Notable for being um, rated by DEA. Not every one of them. Okay. I'm just saying the ones in our community were all all, not rated, seized. Seized. Because they were drug houses and they had like, they're like meth labs. They're drug labs. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when those, those houses can't be like, when they can't be like repaired, they have to be condemned. Oh my God. How close to my house are we talking? (laughs) (laughs) 
there was there was one that actually it was on the, not too close that I recognized the address. One of them was two houses next to where to each other. You'll have to look at it. It was crazy. I'm definitely going to check this out. And but do I, you have a website for this? Like, yeah, it's um, housecreep.com. Like you can go and there's a, you can browse directory. There's articles. You can even post an address. Wow. So, well, for, you know, but that, I mean, does, is anyone administering, administrating that? Because well, I'm sure. you know, there are some mean people out there that might s- report stuff about your house or something, you know, where just because they don't like you. Uh, well, no, that's, this one is like, I think, okay, so let's look at this one real fast. February 12th, 2005, seized by the DEA. This property was listed in the DEA National Clandestine Laboratory Registry. Law enforcement agencies reported they found chemicals or other items that indicate the presence of either clandestine drug laboratories or dump sites. Oh, and that is in your neighborhood or mine, or is that just in this area? That's just one in the area. So I have to say, um, Cindy, I, you know, I know that we've talked about this before the show or not, um, with our listeners, but you're kind of like hiding your face from me right now because you're not wearing your nose. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> and I just, um, yeah, I kind of notice a difference in your sound a little bit. You're a little more nasally, oh, <laughs> not in a bad way. Sound different. Not That's way. weird. It's just funny seeing like half your forehead on the Zoom. I know. <laughs> well, I'm super curious about this um, housecreep.com. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with today's show episode? Uh, well, the, I found it because it was it's on there. Oh. When right. I was doing the research, it brought it up. So. Okay. Super exciting. Yeah. Super duper. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So are we ready? Sorry for that little side note. No, hey, I like when you share stuff like that. Yes. Okay, so um, we are in Florida this week, just so you know. All right, I like Florida. Yeah, yeah. So on July 5th, 2003, Sandra Lee Rozo, is that how, what we were saying, Rozo? Uh, it looks to me like Rozo, R-O-Z-Z-O. Rozo, okay. Sandra Lee Rozo of Pinellas Park, Florida was shot dead or shot to death in her garage after arriving home from her part- bartending job at the Green Iguana. Hmm. The police immediately suspected the ex-boyfriend because he turns out to be not a really good dude. So Timothy Alvin Humphrey, but he goes by Tracy. All right. I, I don't know how you get timothy alvin to tracy but that's what he goes by all right all right so sandy and tracy were co-workers um at the time of her, i'm sorry they had been co-workers they weren't co-workers anymore but they had been co-workers and the two met and had a brief and very volatile relationship so they met in november of 2001 while working at a bar in ybor city he was a doorman and she was a bartender mm-hmm. so have you ever been to ybor city I have, and I love it. Okay. And it's like one of the greatest places to have a Cuban and yes, drink some drinks and yes. catch a show or two. <laughs> well, some art. I have been to Ybor City as an adult a couple of times, but when I I used to live actually in the town where this guy lives, so okay. where, Timothy- where Tracy Humphrey lives, and that's yeah. in Pinellas Park. No, she, okay. uh, Sandra Sandy is what they called her. She lived in okay. Pinellas Park. Timothy Alvin Humphrey lived in Brandon, Florida. And okay. I actually used to live there. And um, they used to bus us from the suburbs 
to to go to seventh grade to a seventh grade center in Ebor City. Oh wow! I bet yeah. that was cool. Yes, it was. It was interesting because one scene and like one scene from Rain Man, or uh-huh. a couple of scenes was filmed in Ebor City, and we got to see we um, on the bus on the way to school. We saw Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise like down the street filming for Rain Man. Oh my God! How old are you? I know, right? <laughs> Which is so funny. That because, movie is like super old, isn't it? I know. But what's yeah. funny is that was in Ebor City, and the last time I was in Ebor City, I went with a, a colleague of my of mine, and we were walking down the streets, and this there was many a lot of Scientologists there, like yes. passing out cards or whatever. So mm-hmm. the next day, we went to Clearwater and got followed by some of them, and almost like kidnapped. So yeah. All right. Well, sorry about another little. Yeah. There. <laughs> All right. So Tracy had a very long, I'd say a long previous criminal record, mainly the fact that he has convictions for car theft, kidnapping, and aggravated assault. Wow. Right. Did you so tell we, us how old he is? He is 36. Okay. Well, yes. I believe he's 36 at this time. Um, in 2003. So within three months of meeting Tracy, Within meeting, Tracy was arrested for felony battery after allegedly beating and sexually assaulting Sandy. So he met this he met this new girl. Within three months, he's arrested. So Tracy wasn't scheduled for trial until August of 2003, which was a month after Sandy was murdered. So it's very natural to assume the police were all over him once her murder was just when she was found dead um mm-hmm. she actually i don't put this anywhere else but um she's killed she is shot in her garage but she actually dies at the hospital okay i read that later but i and i didn't include it um so tracy but tracy had an alibi and right. yeah so he was at his house he had ordered pizza to be delivered to his brandon florida home and an acquaintance toby white verified this as well because he saw him okay so toby's like yeah i was there mm-hmm. yeah all right so however tracy had recently gotten married like literally the day before and his new wife was not home at this time all right so tracy and sandy were co-workers uh-huh did they ever have anything or he just i mean did they ever have a yes they had a very short and volatile relationship. Okay. You did say that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. So Ashley Christine Laney was well, 19. He, he moves fast, doesn't he? Yes. Well, she was only 19 when she met him. So she was just shy of 21 on July 4th, 2003, because she didn't turn 21 until like October um, when she married Tracy. And I also read that they got married in the gym that they work in together. And or wasn't like a pre obviously a preacher or anything it was just like a, a marriage certificate but they got mm-hmm. married in the gym but ashley met tracy at, yeah yeah i mean you know but ashley met tracy at the gym where he was working as a personal trainer and she worked um she worked at like a planet smoothie or smoothie planet or something like that um, he told her, of course, a whole bunch of bullshit about himself. He said he was a former college football star. He's a perform- he said he was a former professional football player. He said he played for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He even said he was an underwear model. I mean, is he hot? 
I honestly, I didn't even look up his pictures. Oh, I am going to look this guy. <laughs> he is okay. like seven inches taller than her, had like a good physique and everything. But apparently he was because all the women just loved him. They thought he was charming. He thought he was God's gift to the women, all that. So the two began dating, like I said, when Ashley was 19 and she fell in love and moved right in with him. It would, But it wouldn't take long before he started grooming her to kill for him. All right. So... so and her name is Ashley. Uh-huh. He's kind of, uh, he's kind of creepy. But I mean, I don't know. You know, I have a thing for bald men. But this guy is not a, he's not an attractive bald man, at least. But he's not ugly. So let me put it that way. Okay. But I can't see his body. That's just his inmate pick or his right arrest pick. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, that wasn't. Him. I know. Did you oh. see that about Tampa Bay Bucks? No, I saw obituary. I was like, what? (laughs) I put put his name in and then it automatically popped up Tampa Bay Bucks. So I wonder if there was a guy with that name. name. Okay. I'm going to look that up too. Well, so remember that there is an impending trial and he was not, he was, when Sandy was going to testify and tell the jury what Tracy did to her. And he was absolutely not going to let that happen. So what really happened was what her testimony was going to be was that he bound like so he tied her up he beat her and then he raped her but he ultimately wasn't originally charged with raping her because she did not report that right away yeah he's okay i saw the obituary but he's he's still alive so the police were able to determine via cell phone records that ashley was in pinellas park at the time of It took them kind of, I mean, I think it kind of took them a long time to figure out, or I'll tell you in a second. So she was actually following Sandy from her job. She was like following her. The police were told by Tracy's coworkers at the gym that he would do anything to not go back to jail, that he absolutely, there was nothing that would stop him from trying to keep someone from going to jail. So they told him that. Um, So, but if he would have been found guilty of the assault, on Sandy, then he was facing up to 10 years in. And he was like, I'm not going. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that. But once Ashley was arrested, um, she confessed very quickly to shooting Sandy eight times um, for her husband. She agreed to testify against him in exchange for a 25 year sentence. Wow. So, yeah. And it, it's, you know, and I, and I tell you exactly how, how it works out. So in a deposition, Ashley described how instead of going on a honeymoon, she spent the night up, um, after her wedding alone in a parking lot of the Green Iguana. She borrowed a 22 caliber pistol um, that she planned, and she planned to follow her husband's instructions to shoot Sandy as she left work. So the plan was to see her walking through the parking lot and shoot her. This was not the first time that she had laid in wait for Sandy. Wow. Um, this particular day, she waited five hours for her to get off work, which she had done in the past. But that time she was armed with a semi-automatic assault rifle. Damn. She ended up shooting <laughs> the side mirror of her VW bug off. Or BW. Okay, and nobody noticed an assault rifle going off in a parking lot of a bar? No. And Sandy apparently ducked, but didn't know that she was like 
being shot at. She never even mentioned it to anyone, never said anything, didn't about gunfire or anything. But this is Ybor City. You go a couple of blocks off the, what is that? Yeah, I mean, that's wall. true. Um, so this time though, with Ashley waiting for her again in the parking lot, she waited the five hours. She was dressed in black, had like black face paint on or whatever even had like a fake beard but it wouldn't stick but her whole plan was to like so if she lived she was think she would think that she was being shot by a man or if she lived long enough to tell anybody what happened she would say i was shot by a man okay so is this her great idea or is her husband like here let's put this makeup on and put this beard on it well later she says it was she was following his instructions okay well because she's been waiting so long tracy fell asleep not Tracy, sorry. Ashley fell asleep. Uh-huh. Ashley fell asleep in the car. So, so she's going to stake out and falls asleep. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, but her old car where she shot in the, the mirror mm-hmm. broken, well, the, her Tracy would take that car and like set it on fire and then report it stolen. So as I was saying, this time didn't really go as planned either because Ashley fell asleep. And while she was waiting for Sandy to get off work. So instead of shooting her in the parking lot, Ashley actually woke up as um, Sandy was leaving. And so she followed her across Tampa um, while on the phone and texting Tracy the whole time. There was like 14 or 15 phone calls made at this point. So when Ashley arrived at Sandy's home and this is where she shot her and this is what she confessed to. She says, I followed her into the garage, butted my gun on the window, on the car window, to try and break it but it didn't so i shot at the window to break it and then shot her several times she then continued by saying that she called him and said i told him that it was over and that i wanted pizza double cheese and chicken and tomatoes but he told me i couldn't have double cheese because he already ordered wow what a detail to remember well i'm still hung up on double cheese and chicken on yeah (laughs) um yeah Mm. all right there's just so much going through my head right now like this ashley do we know anything about you said she's 19 she falls in love with him immediately like i mean is she an intelligent girl i mean she was described as being super sweet okay (laughs) all right she'd never had like a parking ticket she never had a speeding ticket she was just like a good girl that so easily manipulated obviously yes Yes. And and then we do know that he's got, you know, he's got the ability to get violent and abusive. Yes. So unfortunately, I mean, I say unfortunately, because I think five months is a really long time to gather information to like before they make an arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did it to five- make sure they do it right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So they took it took five months to gather enough evidence to indict her, Ashley. Because when they, do, you know, the cell phone say she was in the area, mm-hmm. then he's the, you know, I mean, so they just kind of put all this together because there's not any, there was like shell casings and stuff that was left in her garage, but there's no other evidence to say that she was there. So on December 18th, 2003. Well, what about the cell records? That's I mean, what I'm saying. That's all they have is the cell records. They don't have like, you know, fingerprints okay. or DNA or anything like that, but they have the cell records that show where she was and that he would you know, she married the guy who was get about to go to court mm-hmm. and her family. So Adam, she had motive, yeah. Right. And Sandy's family, you know, was 
saying how he had, you know, been threatening them and threatening to kill her 13 year old daughter threatening. Oh. Yeah, it was just he was evil. So on December 18th, 2003, a team of 28 law enforcement officers, including state and federal agents, swooped in to arrest the couple at their place of employment, which was Terrell Therapies, where they were um, physical. Uh, what is it when you like? Yeah, like a, not a physical therapist, but the assistants that do. No, it, well, the person that tells you how to work out. Oh, my gosh. A trainer? Anyway. Yeah. Yes, a trainer. I'm missing the word for some reason. What kind of tr- uh, anyway so tracy was charged with a federal firearms violation and initially held in hillsborough county while ashley was taken to pinellas county to await trial for first degree murder so they caught him with some sort of firearm then. yes he was charged in possession personal of- trainer that's what i'm looking for personal trainer so the investigators would make a little pit stop along the way when they were transporting ashley they stopped by the um, fdle operation center in tampa which is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And they had a little chat with her there and they said, look, we know that your husband is a manipulator and we know that he's manipulated you into doing his dirty work. So you need to come clean or you're likely to spend the rest of your life in jail or even this is the state of Florida, they could put you to death for first degree murder. So you either talk, you tell us what happened or the state's gonna prosecute you to the fullest extent. Well, she didn't say anything that day. But it was about six weeks later that she contacted or had her lawyer contact them and ask for a deal. Because she could possibly receive the death, they were willing to make a deal for her testimony against Tracy. But it had to be like she had to show up and show out, basically. I mean, it had to be. It had to be useful. And yes, or there was no deal. So she agreed to plead guilty to second degree murder and serve 25 years. She will be 46 when she's revealed. She'll still have life, I guess. She's got more than Sandy did. Right. So if she failed to deliver, then there was no deal whatsoever. So she was interviewed by investigators for hours, and she gave them every, you know, gruesome and gory detail, exactly everything. She also led investigators to a wooded area um, where she buried both of those weapons, the one from the first you know mishap with the rifle and then the handgun and they so were able- now they have evidence and they were able to find both firearms and the ruger the 22 caliber it matched the shell casing that was found in sandy's garage she also told them that she'd been brainwashed taken advantage of by this man and wanted the truth to be known she said that she that he was the mastermind behind all of it And what some people might not know here is in the state of Florida, we have this pesky little law that can, they cannot force a spouse to testify against like the husband and wife can't test, you know. Right. But a husband, a wife could testify against her husband as long as she's not forced to do it. Right. But there have been several cases where they've actually been overturned because the the law, Mm -hmm. but that's only if you're married. So anything that she told them up to the day they got married could be used, would be allowable. And they couldn't overturn it based on that spouse law, which was just the day before. All right, wait. I'm so confused. So they weren't married when she killed Sandy? Yes. She killed her the day after they got married. Okay. She didn't waste any time. No. So Ashley would also reveal that Tracy was controlling and abusive to her as well. 
she said that in a moment of desperation, um, she said she told him she would do anything to keep to keep him home, to stay with him, to keep him. And this was after he hit her so hard that it knocked her out. And then when she came to, she said that she would do anything, even offered to kill Sandy. Ashley told her, would t- later tell a jury that after she agreed to kill Sandy, Tracy then hatched his murder plan. And it was his idea to get the guns. And after the first attempt didn't go as planned, Tracy told Ashley in order to continue living with him that she would have to kill Sandy. Mm. So Tracy. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, gosh, you know, I've never been an abused woman. So it's very hard for me to relate to her. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, she has no children. So I mean, and I think it's kind of like they just beat you down so much that they make you feel like shit. And feel like how shit. long has she been with him? I mean, I mean, since she was 19. So, I mean, not too terribly long. Two years. But, um, I mean, he's way older than her. Mm-hmm. And okay. Well, you know, like I said earlier, he thought he was God's gift to women. And they actually, you know, confronted the authorities, confronted him. They were like, Dude, you've been sending love letters to other women. You even asked one for a loan. And so he, it's not like he was like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I mean, does she know he was doing that? Well, that that, she, well she found what? out later. Okay. Is that why she decided to talk six weeks later? Uh, that I did not see that, that that was the reason why. I think it was just the, the being in jail for six weeks and then almost, you know, thinking of like, well, shit, I might go to death row or I might, you know. I don't want to spend the rest of my life here. So, mm-hmm. due, um, so due to her testimony, um, Tracy was eventually indicted for Sandy's murder, um, even though he's not the one who pulled the tr- trigger. Right. So after all the testimony, it only took the jury four hours to find him guilty of first degree. And two wow. days later, the universe aligned perfectly and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Oh, wow. Yep. And I say that the universe a lot because he's so detested prison obviously and said he would never go back well now he's got to live the rest of his natural life in a prison cell period yeah he doesn't get get the you know the Mm -hmm. he didn't get the easy way out and there was a lot of testimony you know from co-workers and some people and his neighbors some people were like oh they were great they were so sweet and then some like the toby guy was like oh he threatened to kill me and because i didn't say that earlier but toby even though he was his alibi then he like threatened to kill him and he was threatening to kill um sandy's 13 year old daughter he was you know talking to their families and just i mean he was just evil 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 wow yeah i mean yeah, guys like that, it's kind of like the same guy that um, Brandy Bernard, it was one that I did by myself, and it's kind of the same situation, but he was, he did the murder himself, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like that type of personality, that mentality. Right. Ugh. Well, crazy. you know, that was short and sweet. I know it was. It was. A good one. I thought it would take longer than that. <laughs> yeah that's okay i think every now and then we need a good short one yeah yeah no i tried Um, to find the court records and none of that was available through our normal means yeah i guess maybe it was just too soon because he would have like an appeals i would think i mean even life in prison you can appeal that right 
I thought you could. Um, if you have grounds, yes. I mean, I don't think you get a, you don't get an automatic appeal. Like you mm-hmm. Have. Yeah. Uh, he's a real shit bag. That's for sure. Yeah. Sounds like it. He's in the right place. Yes. Parker. So, I mean, I kind of feel a little bit bad for um, Ashley, but not really. You know, not at all. I mean, yeah. I don't know that there's anything anybody can do that would make me go kill another human unless that other human, it was just to preserve somebody else's life. Yeah. Like a, the, right. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's not anybody really that is, no, I don't get it. I don't get that. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I mean, it was, like you said, it was short and sweet, but yeah. cause I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. <laughs> so i think it's time for me to go to bed so thank you everybody for joining us this week we appreciate sharing our passion with you and we thank you for your support if you'd like to support us even further please consider subscribing to our podcast and giving us a five-star rating and a comment your subscription and ratings are essential to our success you can do this on your favorite platform for more information at least our facebook instagram and twitter pages visit our website at it wasn't me truecrime.com. And please recommend it wasn't me to your tribe, to your true crime loving friends and family. Also, thank you to our Patreon supporters. You are the extra. You too can become one of our beloved patrons by signing up at patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. Thanks again, guys. And remember, it it wasn't wasn't me. me.